Hey everyone, this is Hannah. And I'm Barbie, Hannah's mom. And, and we, we saved, saved you a spot. It doesn't get any less dorky. Nope, it's dorky every single time. It's okay. Um, for those of you who haven't checked in with us before, we're a mother and daughter. Um, Hannah is the executive producer for the Mark K Show. She's a whole 27 years old. And who am I, Hannah? And you're my mom. <laughs> And I'm 61. And, and she looks like she's 40. Uh, I don't know about that, but thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, we like to talk about things that matter to us, which are God, family, country, and anything else in between or thereafter, and hope that you'll enjoy our little topics. Yes. And um, we're going to start out this week with you had an anniversary. I did have an anniversary. We were kind of lame this anniversary, but I'll tell you why we were lame. Why? We had to buy a plane ticket, which was expensive, to and- go... To Washington. Mm. Um, and not only that, so that was expensive. We thought we were going to get this great tax refund because we withhold as much as we can. And we, we withhold as much as we can. Yeah. Like, like everybody like, in our family does. Yeah. And peop, some people say that's a bad thing because then the government ends up keeping more of your money. And it's basically like you're giving them a loan. Right. I used free. to be an admin assistant for a financial planner. Right. And they always said, you're, the goal is to be at zero where you don't owe anything or it, get anything back from the government. But hey, I call it my guaranteed savings plan. Exactly. And so Casey and I both withhold as much as we can. Um, you claim zero. We claim zero. And we had to pay almost $1,000 in taxes. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot to, to some people, but for us, we're like, well, crud, I, I'm glad that we have our savings because we don't just keep like, we don't make enough where we can keep much, like more than that on, on a whim. I mean, we're, we're building up our savings and we but have, you have a different savings account for some property or something that you're doing. Yeah. But that's not your we don't flexible talk about, savings. We don't plan. talk about that money, but yeah, <laughs> there's like money that we just don't want to touch. And like, it stinks because we were really planning on like doing some fun things or like we were looking at a boat or a jet ski. And I know that sounds silly, but we really, Casey and I like to do a lot of fun things. No, we do. Dad and I do too. So for us, this is the sad part. I, except for grandma, I don't know anybody that didn't have to pay this year. I don't know either. And this is all of my siblings. All of your siblings had to pay this year. Dad and I really had to pay. How much you had to pay? Well, we paid... $29,000 $29,000 total with what we paid in and we had to pay almost another 13000 well, because we, okay, we I don't sold know how a, much we paid in total. We, I just know what we owe. Right. We sold a rental this year because with what's going on in our economy, if something happened to dad, I don't want to try to depend on a renter to make my bills. So we right. decided to pay off our house this year. Right. And so- And you we, sold your condo. We sold our condo, which was a rental property, investment property. It had depreciated out. So we sold it. And we knew we'd been talking to our accountant. We knew that we would owe some taxes, but. And guys, this is not some like massive condo. No, no. So, so it was a lot. So everybody I know, except for grandma had to pay this year, which brings us to the debt ceiling. I feel like people don't really pay attention or know what a big deal this is. Yeah. And comparing it to. 1960. Well, 1960. In 1960, the debt ceiling was $286 billion. billion. Do you know what that would be today? What would that be today? So in 1960, a dollar, a dollar in 1960 would be worth $10.35 now. So that means that $286 billion from 1960 would be worth $2,960,100,000,000 in today's money. So adjusted for inflation, that's how much it would be worth. 286 billion would be worth 2 trillion, 960 billion, 100 million. And that's just with inflation, right? That is just with inflation. Okay. So then we have our servicing the debt, but get this, 2023 without a lifted debt ceiling, our national debt ceiling was 31 trillion, 400 billion dollars. That's insane. If you run a house and you can't pay your bills, what do you do? You lose your house. Or you adjust it. Yeah. I think as a country, we've got our needs and wants really mixed up. Yeah. That's something a lot too that I I don't want to point fingers, but one party tends to do over the others. They see things that I see as an either opportunity or um, 
not necessarily a necessity. They see those as a necessity and a right. Like for instance, healthcare, which I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but like they think that everybody deserves healthcare. And I think that everybody should have healthcare. Especially children and our elderly. Yeah. But the thing is, if, if we ourselves don't pay for it, do you expect your neighbor to pay for it? Do you expect, like, what, what well, is the expectation? Another problem with healthcare, let's talk about why it got so expensive. Yeah. All the lawsuits. Everybody's, here's a lawsuit. Oh, I'm going to sue him. I'm going to assume for uh, what's mal malpractice. Malpractice, yeah. It, there's always a lawsuit. In um, Years ago, they had something called a frivolous lawsuit, which would protect people against getting sued for everything. Yeah, which is why there's so many waivers that you have to sign today at the doctors. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily protect anyone. So anyway, we have the debt ceiling. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I was mm-hmm. kind of looking back on some of the things about the debt ceiling because right now the House Republicans, they talk about... Um, cutting being, frivolous spending. Cut, cutting frivolous spending. And is there anything we can cut? And... There's always this threat, well, we're going to cut the veterans' benefits, the health care visits, the teacher and school support staff, meals on wheels. You know, they're kind of talking about all of that. Um, but really, there's some of the things that made sense cutting were there's so much money in COVID, in COVID benefits mm-hmm. that they're going to pull back. It hasn't been utilized. They're going to pull it back. I was, I was looking into it today. You know, I always go back to what did our forefathers want and see. Jefferson wanted small, a small national government. Right. Hamilton saw debts, national debt as an asset. It's kind of interesting. I don't know how that all works out, but I don't see it as an asset. Did you know that we were debt-free by 1835? So we weren't in debt to any country in 1835? Nope. Wow. And then we got out of debt again. We we got back into debt when there were some wars. And then they sold war bonds. And then there was something. Did you know that what is the Deposit Act back in, I think it was 1836, okay. if there was a certain amount of surplus in our national treasury that they gave money back to the states based on how many votes each state had? So like electoral votes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do that. Let's give it, let's, let's get out of debt, which right now, what did I hear this week? Like $250,000, was it per person to get out of debt? Really? I, I don't know. It was some outrageous amount, but let's get out of debt. Let's quit just, I picture our national debt as a flower girl going down the aisle, just throwing money this way and that. Are we getting a better education? Are we more protected? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. No. And, and well, and like even some of the scientific like things that has been government funded, there's been like different research that they do on like rats or pigs or um, I don't know, you name it and they've, they've done it. But I, I can't, I saw a post the other day and it wasn't fact checked. So it has to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um, but they were talking about just like frivolous money that, you know, the government has spent alone just this year on like dumb studies that really don't benefit anything. And it was like something like a hundred million dollars and just on stupid things. Well, I'd like to see our country run like a frugal person runs their household. Yeah. I've always run our household very frugally. If we have a surplus, for example, dad and I save $600 a month for a new car. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's Not a little bit of a stretch. Not because you guys want some fancy car. No, just our, our van's not going to run forever. Yeah. We save $600 and you like a month for a new roof. Right. It's a stretch, but we save for it so that when the time comes, we have it. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a common way of thinking or someone else might say, oh, we can't do that. Can you or can you Are not? you willing to make the sacrifice? It's, it's, it's a, And yeah. that's the thing. It's a sacrifice. Like Casey and I could save more a month, but we like to have... We like to do things. Doing things are what's really fun for us. Mm-hmm. But even us, we've cut down on all the quote unquote fun things that we do just to save money because we want to have money. Right. Well, and that's and that's an attitude. So I wish as a country, I always say what you do as a big business or a big country, you need to do 
like a small entity would do. Look at something small, make it big, but errors amplify the bigger you get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so for instance, like even expensive clothes, now don't get me wrong. It's important to have quality clothes and I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like on the stream this week, a few people have been like, oh my gosh, Hannah, that's such a cute dress. Where'd you get that? Two days in a row. And guess where I got them, folks? Walmart. <laughs> and I got it for $12.98. Um, now, granted, I'd rather support local businesses. Um, but I, in, in terms of just being financially savvy, I could have spent just as much, or sorry, I could have spent like quadruple that at least on those dresses. But I found them for $12.98 and then I didn't have to go spend like $200 on two new dresses. Well... It, it makes sense. And, you know, if that's a problem, then we need to address it. And r again, running our country like you would run a household, a well-run household. Yeah. Um, now, Biden was supposed to meet with McCarthy. I haven't heard much about that, but I know one of the things McCarthy said is... He tried I mean, to contact him for, what, 97 days? I think it's been more than that at this point. Yeah. And Biden wouldn't meet with them. But now that he wants money... So my thought is if we raise the debt ceiling, nothing's going to get done. And like Mitch McConnell said, we're not going to default on it. Like we're not going to default on on the debt uh, ceiling, but... At talk the is cheap. <laughs> talk is cheap. And they spend m money like I run water. You know? Yep. Well, anyway. And they, meaning most people that work in government. It's, it's easy. You know what? I was a Reagan Republican. Okay. Nancy Reagan. I just listened to one of the books about Nancy Reagan. That girl spent some money. Yeah. Some and government money? Government money. Yeah. And if it were, there's an accountability piece that gets, gets missed. And originally before they created the debt ceiling in 1960, well, and that, that stemmed out of World War I because they were having to get more money and more money and more money. Um, they said, let's just allocate X amount of dollars instead of having to approve all of these expenditures. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where that happened. And then people spend really fast. And it's like like a household where one person earns the money and the other person's a big old spender. Honey, I need another pile of money. Well, what'd you do with the other pile of money? Yeah. Um, maybe if we were being responsible, we wouldn't have left all that. Equipment in Iran? Exactly. Yeah. Afghanistan. <laughs> Afghanistan, sorry. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, there's an old, there's an expression, what, finish this for me. It doesn't matter until. It matters. It doesn't matter until it matters. Remember I told you that's why I went to school for journalism and poli-sci? Mm -hmm. Because my generation, their common flaw is they don't care until it's too late to care. Mm -hmm. Like by the time they care, they're like doing all these protests and everything and they're so mad and enraged. But like if they really cared, they would have been doing the research way before it was an actual problem. They would have been trying to get other people there in their generation to care. But like that's the thing with my generation. They're so freaking lazy and not everyone. No, no. There's there's good in there every generation. In and every I'm going to stand solid on hope for your generation and the generation following I do you. hope so. I, I genuinely do. Um you know, because like the friends that I have and the friends that Casey has, I, I wouldn't say they're the norm, but I do also know people that I would consider the norm. And it's almost like they just don't care. And then it's almost like a faux, a faux caring for, for things that happen in government and around them. And they like to complain about it once it's too late, but they didn't, they don't do any of the work to make it any different. So does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll watch how it plays out, but let's hope that at some point we quit lifting the debt ceiling because what We're never going to get out of debt at this point. They called tax breaks. So the taxes are supposed to um, fund our national debt, unfunded tax breaks. Well, you can't, you can't possibly tax people enough to pay our national debt right now. No. Anyway. Heck, from our family alone, though, they got so much money. Guys, mm -hmm. also, we're not that well off. It's not like we're like millionaires. Casey and I for sure aren't. Anyway, hopefully your tax situation was better than ours this year. Let's switch for something fun. Let's talk hey, about gosh, just, I feel like we started this really negative. 
All right. Well, let's not be negative anymore. Okay. Anyway, sorry guys. We don't, we, that's just been on our mind. The debt ceiling has been on our mind and, and the whole IRS and the taxes. But um, let's talk about the cake story, Hannah. Oh my gosh. You and Casey crack me up. Yeah. That picture of Casey. He looked happy though. Uh, was that happy? Is that what you'd call it? Yeah. Okay. okay. After the picture. Oh my gosh. I go, you don't have to eat it. It's fine. And he ate it, didn't he? And he goes, and like popped it in his mouth. <laughs> and he didn't even make a mean face because I told him, I was like, you're always so grumpy when you have to take pictures. I hate it. I said, it's not even fun because then I have to convince you. And then I get all angry because then I don't want to take the picture. <laughs> um, but so we take this picture and we both try it. Mom, this cake was trash. All right. It t- okay. Have you, uh, okay. So you know when you run the dishwasher mm-hmm. and say it's like 80% done, right? Right. Have you ever opened it up and then you get like that steam facial and it smells really good? Like, um, Ugh, I don't think it smells good. You think it smells good when you open the dishwasher? Yeah, and it smells like the detergent. Kind of chemically. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but you know how you almost taste it when mm-hmm. it, it hits you in the face? Yup. That is what the cake tasted like. The entirety of this cake tasted like um, dish detergent. It was disgusting. Well, so let me tell you about grandma and grandpa's story then because- I've heard okay, it was our anniversary cake, by the way. If you hadn't been listening to the show, Casey and I, it was our second anniversary and that's why we ate a piece of the cake. Not a piece, a bite. You guys had a bite. Your first anniversary, your second anniversary. I think we're not going to do it till like at least the 20th. Which stems from this story about your grandma and grandpa. Yes. Grandma and grandpa were married 57 or 58 years. A long time. They got married in 57. Grandpa passed in 15. There you go. 58? They had hot dogs for their very last anniversary. Did they really? Grandma's burning a bonfire out in the field. Hey, mom, what are you guys doing for your anniversary? Well, I got a bonfire going and we're having hot dogs. <laughs> okay, mom. Anyway, growing up, grandma and grandpa's wedding cake was in the freezer in a wonder, Wait, did wonder we not, bread bag. We didn't tell this already? No, we didn't tell this. Okay, yeah, I kind of told it. Okay, yeah, yeah, go on, and, go on. And um, their very first anniversary, they couldn't afford to do anything they camped a lot. They they camped, they slept out in the yard and Uncle Monty was born by their first anniversary. So they had him in his playpen by the front door and they slept out in the yard for the first anniversary and had a bite of their wedding that cake. That is so cute. It is cute. That was their very first anniversary. Do you want to know how I know this? How? Grandma used to keep diaries. Oh, that's so sweet. I have grandma's diaries. When I pass away someday, you can have them. I will read them. They're a little private. She wrote, she wrote everything. Is there some salacious stuff There's in there? There's some salacious, your grandma. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, they had a bite of their wedding cake for their first anniversary. They did not have a bite every year. I thought you had said they did. No, but they kept it. Like every time they get in a fight, grandma would get mad. I remember <laughs> I was about seven years old and I came downstairs on a Saturday morning and I knew they'd had just a big old blowout the night before because I heard them grumping at each other. Grumping. <laughs> and there's this Wonder Bread bag in the garbage. And I see grandpa bringing it in. And I'm like, dad, why are you, why are you bringing that and putting it in the freezer from the trash? Because <laughs> you're a very, you're younger than my niece is now. Yeah. He's like, it's our wedding cake. If I don't bring it in, I'm afraid our marriage won't last. <laughs> and my dad, he was a railroader and um, just a big, kind of an Elvis Presley, James Dean kind so of a handsome. guy. He was very handsome. He had the whole ducktail thing back in the day. Oh yeah, he had that little curly cue in the front. Yeah, where he rolled up his sleeves and he had back in the day, uh, camel no filters in <gasps> his sleeve. Mom. Grandpa smoked until, well, he couldn't keep up with his buddy hunting and he's like, I'm quitting smoking. And he quit. <laughs> two packs from two packs a day to nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, then their 25th wedding anniversary came along and we frosted that little cake top and kind of filled in where they'd had their bites. Right. And then um, put it back in the freezer for another 25 years. Did it taste okay? Who's calling you? And uh, did you not hear me? Yes, that was your brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, he, I think he forgets we do this on Wednesday um, evenings. Probably. Anyway, okay, so you filled in the cake with frosting. Yeah, and we decorated it for their 50th wedding anniversary. And 
had, I had a, I remember a Maltese cross wedding cake because that's what they had for the original wedding. So we had that made and, and got that all decorated, their original cake top, and they had <laughs> some for their 50th. So those of you that are giving Hannah a hard time, like, oh, you're going to get food poisoning for eating a two-year-old cake, grandma and grandpa ate a 50-year-old cake. Yeah. And they didn't die. And then grandma buried it with him. Well, it was, so (laughs) let me tell you how that happened. Grandma, she's, you know, she's a what is, is girl. And she is so funny. She's morbid, like hilariously morbid. But it's because you can't change what is, is. And she's a tough girl. And it was the night before their wedding. And we've figured out what we're going to say. The night before their wedding? Oh, Lord have mercy. It's okay. They're not before grandpa's funeral? The night before grandpa's funeral. And she's like, huh. Wonder what I'm going to do with that cake top now. I that. <laughs> and I look at her, I'm like, I don't know, send it with him. And she looks at me and they've got a big old freezer out in the garage. And I'm like, where are you going, mom? I'm going to go get the cake top. She goes and gets it and she puts it in a Victoria's Secret bag. I do remember So she's that. got this cute little Victoria's Secret bag with the wedding cake top. And we're at the funeral. Everybody's done everything. It's almost time to, you know, say goodbye and she stands up and at the front of the church with her cute little makeup on and her pretty black clothes. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to say this. I think I'm supposed to be all serious. But Elmer <laughs> and I weren't very serious. And she said, first of all, Elmer always wanted a couple of bucks in his pocket. So she says, so I got a couple bucks in his pocket. I already put it there. Because she always had the cash. She had and the he cash. he would always ask for some money. Yeah. He'd be like, you take care of this, Jan. (laughs) And then she says, but this cake top, he always figured if something happened to this cake top, we wouldn't make it another day, but now he's gone. And so Elmer, here you go. She says, I'm going to send it with him. And she (laughs) goes up to the front of the church. And I mean, the church, we we come from a little town. The church was packed. The church was packed. The hallway behind it was packed because there's little windows. There were people outside. And then there was people behind the window in the fellowship hall. It's a a town that is four square miles. It's what you would see on a Hallmark movie. Yeah. And that that little tiny church was packed. Yep. And she says, Elmer, I'm going to send it with you. And she goes up to the casket and she puts that little Victoria's Secret bag in with my dad. And that's how they were. It was, it was darling. And grandpa would have laughed. Oh, a hundred percent. He would have thought that was just as cute as could be. He adored her so much. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what, what that reminded me of too? What's that? But I don't want to cry because I can tell you're on the verge of tears. I I never cry. What are you talking about? Um, That reminded me of another story at his funeral Mm -hmm. when I had to sing and play piano. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, so go ahead. So my grandpa loved my piano playing mm-hmm. and it was always known that I was going to play piano and sing at his funeral. And so I found this song. It's called When I Get Where I'm Going. It's by Brad Paisley. And I introduced the song um, talking about how we used to um, walk around the lake. Grandpa used to babysit you yeah. after he retired. Um, I'd go see dad. Dad would be He was in the military for 33 years. He'd be in another state and I would go see him and grandpa would come up and stay with you. Right. And so when I was about four years old, this was common. There was a lake that we would walk walk around and he'd be on his walks because he was a diabetic. And I'd be like, grandpa, slow down and be like, Hannah, catch up. (laughs) And then fast forward about 10 years, I'd be walking with him in his hometown because, you know, he always took his walks and he'd walk into town. Three miles a day. Yep, always. Um, And then I was like, I was like 50 or hundred yards in front of him. And he'd be like, Hannah, slow down. I'm getting old. And I'd say, grandpa, catch up. And so I I tell this story at the intro of when I get where I'm going. And the second verse, I don't know if I can tell it. Oh, you can, (laughs) you can, because he would have loved it. Yeah. So there's uh, this line and it goes, I'm going to walk with my granddaddy and he'll match me step for step. And then I'll tell him how I've missed him every moment since he's left. And then I'll hug his neck. Okay. I can say that now (laughs) without crying, but I had practiced this song hundreds of times, hundreds, uh, playing it on the piano and singing it. So that you could do it without crying. Yeah, because I could never make it through that lyric. And so finally at home, I'd gotten to the the point, because it was about a month after he passed away that we had the funeral. So I had plenty of time to mourn. We had lots of family that really wanted to be there from out of town. People needed to take time off work. So we had the funeral 
about a month later. Yep. Yeah. Um, which made grandpa look kind of clay like anyway. Um, <laughs> it did <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. So I get to that part thinking like, okay, I can do this. I really rehearsed it so many times and I just start sobbing. Well, wait, but the night but, before, okay. Tell about the night before the night before we're at the church and there's these sweet people at the church that follow the rules of life and they act serious when you're supposed to act serious, but not you and Mario. Are you talking about when we hid stuff? No, Mario's laying down where the casket's going to be in oh, the yeah. church. <laughs> okay, Hannah, try it. Pretend I'm grandpa and see I if you can make it that. through. <laughs> okay, so I get to this part in the song and I start just bawling. And it's so embarrassing because like, you know how like when somebody cries, it does not sound pretty like while you're trying to sing and cry. I think you came back from your mic a little. I did. I, I was dying. And this sweet older lady, Marge, she goes, she's about like 85, I think. That seems uh, right, right? Maybe now, not then. Not then. She was like 80 then? Maybe. Okay. And she goes, it's okay, Hannah, you got this. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've never seen that many people cry. It was weird. Well, he was pretty precious. He was and pretty loved. Anytime you, you're born in a town and you die three miles from where you were born and you invest your whole life in a little town. It makes town, such an impact. It makes an impact. It and does. we have that blessing. We're here in Florida now, but we were so privileged to get to um, to to call that home, to call Tonino home. And even though we're here in Florida, that's that's our place that we belong. All that being said, we wanted to do a little dedication to Mother's Day. Yahoo! Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Hey, we have had <laughs> blessings and great mothers in our family. Yeah, I agree. I mean. I go clear back to, I adored my grandma Dodge. I'm going to go clear back to Grandpa Elmer's mother. Mm -hmm. I grew up across the street from my grandma and I used to run away from home. <laughs> across I, the street? Yeah, <laughs> except for there, I didn't ever tell you about this. You would, okay, what you would do, and I hope some of you out there are enjoying thinking about people that were special in your life. It doesn't have to be a biological mother or, or grandmother. It can be that person that played that role. Mm -hmm. But my grandma, she was the little old grandma that always wore dresses and had her hair clear past her fanny that wore a braid around her head. And only washed her hair twice a year. Yeah, because she was <laughs> from, and she talked like, she was from Arkansas. She talked like this and she never seen such thing. Um, and if you're from Arkansas or Oklahoma, I love y'all, but she had a twang and I adored her. And I would spend the night probably three or four nights a week, even if it wasn't. <laughs> It was like nine o'clock at night. Can I spend the night at grandma's house? Yeah, go ahead. Call her up. <laughs> but the thing is there was, there were there these big fir trees. Right. I'd go out the back door of my house and run through the alley and be at my grandma's. And I'd call her to come outside and wait for me. But Because you were what, like eight? From the time I was really little. But Uncle Monty used to always scare me. And he'd talk <laughs> about gargoyles. And yeah. he, and I'm going to do a little road trip here, side trip on this. He used to scare me and he'd get in trouble for scaring me at night. So he's then, seven years older? No, only four years only older. Only four? Okay. Only four years older. But he'd scare me during the day because he got in trouble for scaring me at night. Our room, we had that old-fashioned house, you know, where the the ceilings kind of came in at an angle and it was just a long upstairs. Yeah. And I slept in one half of the upstairs and he there was a little divide and then he slept in the other half and he'd scare me at night. So he'd get in trouble. What he learned to do is tell me scary, scary stories during the day about gargoyles and monsters. <laughs> and And I had a balcony off my room. And he'd tell me how they were going to climb up my balcony and how they were in the big trees beside our house. And <laughs> I'd be like, so what? I don't care. I knew 100% did. Because, well, that was during the day. And then at night, all he'd say is, Barb, Barb, remember. And I'd, Mom, Mom, Monty's scaring me. Monty, why are you scaring Barbie? I'm not scaring her. What'd you <laughs> say to her? All I said was, remember. Anyway, that's so sneaky. <laughs> so then I'd go to st spend the night at my grandma's house and my mom wouldn't walk me over. She'd be like, you can just run over there. Grandma's right outside. But I was sure those gargoyles were going to jump out of that tree and get me. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you loved your grandma Dodge. I She did. She was, I, I adored her. She told me about Jesus and taught me how to sew and garden 
and she solved all of my problems in life because even though we were in a small town, I was kind of a fat, ugly little kid. Mom. <laughs> I mean, I had. I that tried, one haircut. Oh, I, I had really pretty hair till I was like four years old and I cut my hair with my scissors. Robbie and I was pretending we had a playhouse. I was Robbie pretending is we were, her childhood friend. My childhood friend. I pretended we were going to go on a plane trip and I was going to cut my hair and I cut my hair to the quick. And then for years, for years, I didn't have long hair, probably like, I want to say fifth grade. I finally had long hair again, but I had that ugly pixie haircut. Not that pixies are ugly. It just wasn't the cutest for you. When I was the size of a bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) You looked, you know how like kids have like the bowl haircut? Yeah. It kind of looked like that bowl haircut, but very choppy. Oh, it was terrible. And my, but my uncle Jim, he always, I had the skinned up knees because I couldn't stop the bike. I could ride my bike, but I couldn't stop it. So I'd crash every time I stopped. So on top of it, I was all skinned up and. Anyway, I would spend the night with my grandma and she made me feel special and I loved her. And you had a fun time. I had a fun time growing up. And then I had the most incredible mom. We always talk about Grandpa Elmer and how great he was. But nobody talks about the mom. Um, Grandma's like my favorite person. (laughs) She's so wonderful. She really is. Um, Our house was the hangout house. All the kids in the neighborhood... Ended up at our house. Of course. It it was the place we made ice cream. We played badminton. But she would get up really early in the morning Mm -hmm. to do things. She might get up at five o'clock in the morning. She still does. And she would do her makeup and her hair. She came from that age where you always look good for your husband. Uh Uh-huh. She's a a hot little thing. And she still (laughs) does her makeup every day. She's almost 84. And she still does her makeup every day. If she's going to be on her tractor... Makeup is done. Mom, I have to tell you really quick, because I don't know if grandma told you this. What? I don't know if we were on a three-way call or if it was just her and I. Mm-hmm. But the other day I talked to her and I said, what'd you do today? She goes, oh, I went to a funeral. And I said, oh, how was it? She goes, I couldn't believe how many people complimented how good I looked. She goes, also, I couldn't believe how many old ladies don't do their makeup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That was my quick bird. So I don't I stand a hilarious. chance. If I don't do my makeup, my grandma's going to crawl through the phone and... Well, your, your grandma, grandma, your grandma, my mom is going to crawl through the phone and be on me about it. But <laughs> anyway, our house was the hangout house. Sleepovers were a big thing. Homemade ice cream. She cooked, she canned, but she got up early in the morning so we could lay out and suntan in the backyard. It was Washington. It wasn't as dangerous. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't as dangerous. And she didn't want anybody. We had a lumber yard next to us, but she didn't want anybody looking at, at her in her swimming suit in the backyard. So she'd hang blankets on the clothesline. <laughs> oh, this was back in the day when you would hang clothes out to dry. So she'd get her laundry done and get all the clothes hung. But she'd always have a blanket on the back part so people couldn't see her laying out. It was like your yard. makeshift wall. It was a makeshift wall. She was on the school board for 13 years. Um, the bag lady thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Grandma had this bag lady costume. She has quite a sense of humor. And um, she would wear this bag lady thing and and black out her teeth. And she had big balloons for bosoms and (laughs) and this leopard print dress and combat boots. And she She would go around and people didn't know who she was. Yeah. And I remember one year she went trick or treating after we came home and she went trick-or-treating at the coach's house. And she and her girlfriend, I think it was Lola, they went to the coach's house and they had an empty beer bottle and um, they asked for a refill. They went to the coach's house and the coach shooed them away thinking it was some high school girls. And then they went uptown to the Jiffy Lunch. It was the cafe in town. Uh-huh. And they had the little bowls from the potty chairs and they put it on the counter and we were wondering if we could get some soup and a... Anyway. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she was a lot of fun. We um, not was she still is? She's still a lot of fun. She's a hoot. But when I ran um for cheerleading, she would always try to help me. Here, how about if you do this motion or that? Grandma had never done cheerleading. Oh my gosh, in her life. She's like you. Yep. And she also didn't sew worth beans because she was a prankster. Like she would hide. I didn't ever tell you this. She would hide in the cabinets at school in home ec room in high school. And she was a good girl. She was a little church girl, but she was mad because they would um, give all the goodies they made 
to the staff. So one day she wanted to hide and see what they were doing. So she hid in there and then she got in trouble, her and her girlfriend for hiding in the the cabinets and they had to wash the windows for a punishment. So they took the hose from the sinks in the home ec room and they hosed the windows down, washing them. I didn't ever tell you this, did I? Uh-uh. No, you got to talk to grandma some more. Kids that don't talk talk to their grandparents are really missing out. I talk out. to grandma all the time. I know you do, but so many people, I'll be like, mom, do you tell this one or that one in the family these stories? No. They don't ask. They don't ask. You got to talk to your grandparents. They got the stories. Yeah. And back in the day, they didn't get in trouble as much as they did then. And she'd just take the consequences. But um, she was a hoot. She is hilarious. But then fast forward to like the kind of wife she was. We always had real dinners. Our house was spotless. Our clothes were cleaned. When, you know, grandma and grandpa were building their house, she peeled logs. She got up two stories in the air on a catwalk and she painted the car decking. She collected, grandma and grandpa have like a 22 foot, um, what's the rock fireplace? Yeah. Rock fireplace. It looks like something out of a ski lodge. It, a nice ski lodge. And she would collect rocks. She used a pry bar and she'd pry big rocks out and she'd get them to the location and she'd clean them. She was just a worker. She was fun. She went to all of our stuff growing up. Um, my mom was just the best. Do you know one of the favorite, like, one of my favorite memories of her is? Please tell me. Is when she came, she and grandpa came to school for grandparents day. Mm-hmm. And it killed me because this is when everybody loves Raymond was really popular. Oh, yes. And do you know, there was like six kids that said that Grandma Jan looks like Marie from Everybody Loves Raymond. Grandma Jan acted like yes, Marie. Yes, she acts like Marie, like, because she's kind of sassy and hilarious. And Frank is just like Grandpa Elmer. It, they, they are that couple, or they were before Grandpa passed. Uh, so much so. And like, I had... Okay, there was an old chicken coop. I don't know if I ever told you about this. Okay. In the back of my house, there was an old chicken coop. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a playhouse so bad. Ew, so she found, ew. no, no, no. She cleaned it. She okay. hosed it. She scrubbed it out. She found linoleum and put in there. Aww. And she made little curtains and turned it into a playhouse for me. It was the coolest thing. I love and then that. do you know what? What? One Saturday morning, I woke up and I smelled a bonfire and Grandpa Elmer tore it down. And he burned everything up because he wanted a garden. How dare he? I know, right? That is so awful. Do you know another thing that I really loved that she did? What? I think it was my ninth birthday. Was it my ninth birthday? I don't know the story. You're the one telling the story. I got to have, <laughs> let's see, I think it was Hannah, Kimber. No. Riley. It what? was Hannah. Kimber was there. Was she? Yes. Okay. I believe and so. Kara. Hannah, yeah. Kara, and Riley. Hannah, Kara, Riley, Kimber. It was five of us. In the barn? Yeah, in the barn. Was that, Kimber? I don't think Kimber could make it. Anyway. Anyway. We, we slept, we... This is not your story. Okay, you tell the story. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, so my grandpa <laughs> had this barn that he had built, and um, we all got to sleep in their barn, and we made pallets in the hay, even though there were tons of mice and it was terrifying. Uh, but it was in the middle of August, so it was actually an acceptable time to sleep outside in um, Washington State. But it was so cool because Grandma made us, I don't know if you remember this, but she made us homemade ice cream in the old type of ice cream maker where you had to put the rock salt around the outside. And you guys hand churned it. And we hand churned it and it was just fantastic. And she had us go pick blackberries and then she made us her famous blackberry. Um, oh, the dumplings. Dumplings. And you know what else we did that time? We, we smashed, we went to the Goodwill and we got all these coffee cups and we broke them up in suitcases so you guys could make little um, paver little stones, rocks. little heart pavers. Yeah. And also, that's the time I got a lantern, but I got a battery-operated lantern, so you guys didn't burn the barn down. Yeah. Did, did you grandma, sleep with us? Yeah. Outside? I, I did because you guys were maybe part of the night. Maybe I left. Okay. But did you know Grandma used to sing on the radio? Yeah, I did know that. Because she did harmony. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, her and Grandpa used to sing together on road trips, and that was one of my favorite things. Mm. They'd then, always sing, um, I've got a mouth. No, I've... I've got a mansion yeah, that just one. over the hilltop. Yep. And I love I can when still they hear them singing it. It was pretty great. Um, it was beautiful. Well, there you go. I have other people on here, like you. 
Nana. And Nana. Nana. And Miss Diana. (laughs) Miss Diana. The difference, Mother's Day maybe can be about not just your mother, but all the beautiful women that pour into you growing up. Yeah. And if we could encourage anybody for anything, reach out to those people or just your parents. Learn the stories. Yeah. And um, gosh, mom, you alone, like you were... This is no offense to dad because he was out there providing for us financially. Mm -hmm. But you were mom and dad uh, basically for the entirety of my childhood. And I don't think I really, really realized it until like Casey and I have been talking about the future. But like, goodness, you dedicated so much time to me. I mean, not even to mention the other three kids, but like to me alone. Heck, at one point I was doing piano some sort of sport because, you know, whatever the sport of the season was. So I was doing piano, whatever the sport of the season was, band, singing lessons, and piano lessons. But we have a philosophy. I think my kids just number my speeches. Seriously. Yeah. But whatever you, wherever you are, be there, do it, be invested. Yeah. And I really, as much as we use the phone, because I think it's interesting. I loved books. So naturally, I like my phone because yeah. there's so much information. Um, but wherever you are, be there. Be invested. Do everything there is to do. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me. That reminds me about books. What I, about books? Well, wait, are we done talking about people? I wanted to make a quick note on Nana too. Oh, do it. Okay. My favorite. So Nana is um, my good friend Riley's um, Nana. Yep. And she was like a second grandma to me because my grandparents on my dad's side, they passed away when I was like six. Um, Mm -hmm. I was super young, but Nana has always been there for me. I've called her Nana the whole nine yards, but my favorite memories of her, and it's actually a reoccurring memory, is on the last day of school, she would check Riley and me out of school early because on the last day of school, you're not doing anything. No. You're just saying bye to friends. She would check Riley and I out of school um, in elementary school and she would take us to um, this place in downtown Silverdale in Washington. Um, it was next to the movie theater. It was called like Silver City or something Did like I that. Did I know about this? Yeah. I must have given permission. You definitely gave permission. A hundred percent. I don't remember what the name of the... the um, the restaurant was, but we would always go to this fancy restaurant and then she would take us to the mall after and Riley and I would get to have a whole new outfit. Mm. <laughs> and that's what we would do on... Nana was the one who taught you like which kind of neck for what outfit. She yeah. taught you all well, those dressing ta- things. Yeah, she taught us um, what kind of neck would look best for how large your bosom is so as to look appropriate and flattering. Mm -hmm. Um, So Nana was definitely like a second grandma and she would always, always uh, make fun food with me. Mm -hmm. I loved that. (laughs) I remember when you came home, mom, I learned how to make a lemon drop today. No, but it wasn't a lemon (laughs) drop, mom. It was like, it was really just like lemonade. And she taught us how to use like lime juice on the rim and then dip it. But you were so excited because you could, yeah. Yeah. That cracked me up. Oh my God. No, she was very wonderful. And um, people are really blessed. And what? I have to go back given, to the grandma story. You've given another look. I did. I'm so sorry. Okay, really quick. So there is this story about grandma. I used to spend time, like, I'm, I'm going back to grandma. I used to spend- like, Grandma Jan. Yes, Grandma Jan. Summers, entire summers at Grandma Jan and Grandpa Elmer's house. Because mom would be working and it'd be like an hour away. <laughs> and so mom would just come <laughs> sleep at Grandma Jan- and Grandpa Elmer's house. Well, Zane, dad would be out to see. So I would, Mario might be at his dad's house and I'd just go back and forth and you'd be with grandma during the day. Exactly. So I was 13. I'd, <laughs> I I had been alone many a time. She was like, a, little, I, a little protective. Yeah. So, but I had been alone. Like you had left me by myself many times. There was even a time in eighth grade where me and this girl named Megan had to spend the night by ourselves, like at at our house. Remember? I highly question this no, story. Mom, I fully remember it because I was like kind of shocked, but we lived in a safe area. We lived in the middle of the boonies. It was fine. We weren't concerned. Um, so I had had quite a bit of freedom. Now I couldn't date or anything like that, but like actual freedom, I had it. Boys are bad. Boys are bad. That's right. Um, <laughs> so fast forward to being at grandma's house over the summer as a 13 year old. And there's this place that we loved to go swimming. It was called the quarry. It still is. It's still there. If you ever want to go to the coolest place in Washington State, see if it's going to be open, go to the quarry to swim. It's a- The quarry in Tenino. In Tenino. It's the coolest place in the whole world. And it's freezing. It's so cold. So- <laughs> Did you know there's carp in there? I did. Big carp. Mom, tell your story. Okay. So 
I I had asked you earlier in the day before you went to work if it's okay if I went to the quarry. And you said, yeah, absolutely. Just walk there. It's fine. Um, and I said, okay. And so I start walking there and I get to the end of grandma's driveway and I see that she's behind me. Or no, I see, I see her pass me. Well, she called on- me up and she's like, Barbie, Hannah wants to walk to the quarry and I just don't think that's safe. And I'm like, mom, it's fine. Yeah. It is just fine. Well, there could be somebody along that main road there. Turn your mic to you because I want to hear you. Yeah, there, and that's exactly what she said. And so I get out of the driveway and then I see what I think is grandma's car. And I'm like, what the heck? Why am I seeing grandma's car? So I try to catch up with her. So then she moves her car because she stops her car about every like 300 feet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so every time I get within like 15 feet of her car, she speeds up. She didn't want you walking alongside no, the road alone. So she, she was going to make sure you got to the quarry safely. Yeah, and so- Every, I'm like, I get so mad too. Cause I'm like, what the heck? I am almost to you, grandma. And you speed up every time until I, I'm basically running to the quarry at this point. Because <laughs> like, grandma just, and she thinks she's so funny too, which she is. Oh, she thinks she's, she called me. She's like, yeah, I, mom, please tell me you let her walk to the quarry. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you not telling me? <laughs> oh, nothing. She'll let you know tonight. Oh my gosh, I was so mad. (laughs) But it was so funny. So the entire like one and a half to two miles that it takes to get to the quarry, she was in front of me the entire time. And every time I'd get there, she'd speed up and I could never catch her until I literally got to the quarry. There you go. And then she would stay in her car and watch me. Did she stay there for hours? Because you were at the quarry for hours. for hours. Oh gosh. I think the next summer she like let me maybe. Oh, because Benjamin and brother were there. Were they? Yeah. I don't know. Those were your buddies at the quarry. Yeah. But um. anyway, sorry, we can move on from Mother's no, Day no, now. No. I just had to tell that story. Well, that kind of leads into the hand that rocks the cradle rocks the future. Encouraging parents, plug into your children. Now, I know I made it serious. You're giving me that. I made it serious. I'm look. just curious but to know what you have to say. No, I, I really think mothers make a difference. And if you make... Nobody cares how much you know till they know how much you care. Plug into your children. Love the daylights out of them. Yeah. And then invest in them and help them care about their world, their future, what happens around them. I remember Mario in high school, he wrote a paper about me and he said, what is your, what does your family do the best? Yeah. And he said, community service. He said, our family, whatever there is going on, we're always involved in investing in what's happening around us. Yeah. And and I hope that I hope that's a thing. I and mean, I'd like to I'd like to think of doing it that way. Um, I think that there's a really important Bible verse that you have done a really good job of of keeping. Do you know what it is? Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify our Father in heaven. No. What one? Raise a child in the way they should go, and when they're old they shall not depart from it. Mm, I like that one too. And I think that a lot of times, because I've, you know, I've seen people say that like teen pregnancy and poverty and all this different stuff, um, you know, comes from the area you're living at or the school you go to or X, Y, and Z. But really what it boils down to is the family and how much they're investing in their children and even having like two parents in the home. I think kids can go south. Yeah. And, And just like we're God's children and we can make bad decisions. Yeah. Like my testimony time. <laughs> yeah. Your testimony time. That's so But I, I, I still came back because it's how I was raised. Kids are hungry for what they, if you raise them well and you raise them with something that they appreciate, they'll be hungry for that when they get older and they'll want that. Yeah. Now there's always exceptions to the rule. Of course. And like, you know, there's, there's heartache and like there's, there are exceptions, but generally if you, if you really invest in your kids- They'll have a great life. And it's important. Kids, kids and our seniors. Yeah. If, if we people who are able and healthy invest in our children and our older people, that's great. I have a cousin that really hurt my feelings this week and I love her. And I really don't believe that we should um, tackle difficult subjects where we know we don't agree over the internet. Yeah. Well, because yeah. They, they don't understand your heart. And it's like, mm, yes, I am a conservative and I am a Republican, but you could call me, you could call me in the middle of the night. I would help you. 
I would sacrifice for you. I care about you. Now, I'm not an enabler and I'm not an easy target, but I'll plug in and, and I'll help. And, and it came all from um, Washington State, the, um, the ARs. Which doesn't sound, stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite rifle. What does it stand for? Armalite. It's the brand. Is, are you sure? Yes. Would you like me to Google it right no, now? No, I'll believe whatever you say. You what know your stuff. What does AR stand for? Okay. Armalite well, rifle. I did not know that. What does that mean? Ar- Armalite, it's the brand. Okay. I, I I wonder about that because I think most people think it stands for assault rifles that are rapid fire. Okay, but it doesn't. Okay. That's what I'm telling you though. Like it, that, that's a common question that people get wrong. Okay, well, I appreciate that, um, Hannah, because you know what stuff. What is the brand of AR-15? Oh, it's a Colt AR-15, but what does the Armalite mean? Yeah, I don't know, because um, I know lots of different brands of ARs. Armal- anyway, no, hold on, we're not done with this. You okay. can't move on yet. You, you guys are riding this, this wave with us, apparently. A type of light automatic or semi-automatic rifle. Right. Which is just a rifle. But it fires. It's more of a rapid fire. Anyway, I didn't love because the Second Amendment, I brought up the Second Amendment. Okay. On a a story that was not on her page. It was a Washington State person that was posting, excited about this law that's going to be in effect July 1st. Right. Where if you already have those type of... um, weapons. You can keep them, but you can't buy new ones. And I talked about the second amendment and how the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And I posted the second amendment. I said, except I guess if you're in Washington state and you talked about the militia, Jay Inslee is your governor. Anyway, out of the blue, a week later, which it wasn't on her post or anything related to her. I absolutely never argue with my family on Facebook. It's just tacky. It's tawdry. I, I, I love my family too much because the reason I have the beliefs that I have beliefs is because I want the best for the people I love. And this particular person haps, happens to be someone I love. But she really kind of broke my heart yeah. and it is what it is. But you were going to say something. I was going to say Arm, Armalite uh, is an American small arms engineering company formed in the early 1950s. Thank you very much. I just wanted to make sure that, <laughs> that I got that in there. Okay. Yeah. But um, I want to, I kind of want to go back to this. I really feel bad for Washington state. Right. And people say, oh, well, they didn't know this or they didn't know that. If you go back to, and this goes back to knowing your history. Okay. And I'm even going to talk about books and Ooh, libraries. Are you going to talk about the second amendment? I'm going to talk about the second amendment. Okay. But why we have the amendments. Because Monroe, James Monroe, yeah. James Monroe didn't really want to sign the Constitution because he didn't think that it protected citizens of the United States well enough. So it gave too much power to it the federal government. It gave too much power to the federal government. He wanted those those rights laid out. Yeah. And that's the reason for the amendments. And if you go back and you study your history, you'll see that it wasn't an accident. It wasn't about hunting. It was about self-protection. He wanted those amendments. And it wasn't like, well, except for this, except for that. I've carried for years. And my brother, I've taken concealed carry classes. There is no better teacher than my brother, Jason. Mm-hmm. He, when, when you handle a weapon, he's like, your hand doesn't go there. Both eyes open. Here's how you stand. Yeah. Here's what you do if... if He's an excellent teacher. Gun safety is is prime. And um, it's just really sad. I had a situation when I was probably 26 where I was looking for someone late at night and there was a that game. That sounds creepy, but it's not creepy. It's not creepy, but the details aren't important. Anyway, I was out and about and there was a gang called the Mapu Gang out of Olympia. And Careful, they were they trying to be listening. Well, if they're listening... I'm a little older and a little, <laughs> a little more uh, secure, but uh, they were trying to run me off the road because yeah. they felt like I had pulled out in front of them. They had been two blocks back when I pulled out in front of them and they decided I had gotten in their way and they tried to rear end me. They tried to run me off the freeway 
And I had a brand new Pontiac Firebird and I was going, I was finally up to hundred miles an hour and they were still trying, trying to kind of clip me off of the, the road. And so I remembered that off the Martin Way exit, there was a state patrol office. And I thought, well, I'm just going to, we didn't have phones back then. I didn't have any protection with me. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go and, and pull in front of the state patrol. Surely someone will come out. Right. And I'm pulled in front of the state patrol office and I'm laying on my horn. And it was a very long time till I got any help. I, you know, it would have been nice. Yeah. I remember when we were, you and I and mm-hmm. dad were in National City. You're talking about grandpa. No, you and, and your dad, Zane. We're in National City. When we were praying, we were eating at that Mexican restaurant. Oh, yes. And we bowed our heads to pray, and there was a drive-by shooting. And when we had our heads down. Three inches above our heads? Yeah, there was a bullet come through the window. And we called 911. Nobody was hurt. No. No police ever came. But if we hadn't been praying, the bullet would have went through us. I, I think. Yeah, it you was know, crazy. You know, I do road trips. I was a, I was going across Snoqualmie Pass one one night when Mario was about three years old, and fortunately I had something with me, but it was dark. I didn't know the road. I was driving fairly slow, and no matter how slow I went, this car just stayed on my tail, and I was starting to shake again before phones. Not sure anybody could get to me on Snoqualmie Pass at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Should I have been driving at two o'clock in the morning? A lot of people say no, but I shouldn't have to be fearful of it. Yeah. And um, so I think, you know, responsible gun ownership is reasonable. And what's happening in our schools, heartbreaking, devastating. I think, But it's not the law-abiding citizens that are doing it. Nope. And I think that we have some mental health issues in our country. And that's what breaks my heart. Yeah. I think we need to deal with them. I don't know the answer. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. The whole fentanyl, heroin thing. Is it fentanyl and heroin? Fentanyl and meth? I'm not sure. Something's or fentanyl and meth. They're, they're going to they're make it so that it's not uh, a criminal, a criminal offense. I, I've got to study that more, but that's coming up. And it's, it's like, in Washington. gosh, if we're going to want to protect children, let's keep that stuff off the streets. Yeah. Um, okay, so now moving on from that real quick, I just want to preview kind of the next month. Ooh, we got a lot going on this next month. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom is going to be taking a road trip Woo-hoo. all across the United States to Washington, and that means that she'll be recording the podcast with me still, but it'll be remotely, so it might sound a little bit different. I'm hoping it works out okay. I'm going to the border. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with um, the... What is it? Title 42? Title 42, yeah. Title 42 is on May 11th. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And I want to see, I want to see for myself, what's it like? I mean, since we're a safe country, that should be fine. Yeah. And um, although I kind of question it, if we're sending 1,500 troops to the border, do we really feel good about that? We've had plenty of time to plan for it. I know they tried to. Someone asked um, Mark on the stream today why they don't extend it. And there was, um, matter of fact, I printed this out because uh, Senator Krista, Kristen Cinema and Tom Tillis were working legislation to grant temporary two-year authority to expel immigrants, migrants from the United States, similar to what's currently allowed under Title 42. But I don't think anything happened. Mm-mm. And I'm for legal legal immigration, immigration completely for it. But I'm not for just come in, come in, come in. No background checks, nothing. No vetting process. When I moved to to Florida, our insurance, our car insurance, same cars, same people driving, almost doubled, same company. And I said, why is it so much more expensive here? And compared to where we were in Washington State, here in, in Florida, there were a lot more illegals driving that had driven up the insurance rates. Mm. Um, And on the same thing, shame on us as Americans. I used to grow Christmas trees and strawberries and we paid a fair wage. People didn't want to do that work. No. But when I, when we lived in San Diego and I come across the border there at Tijuana. People were begging for that work. They were, there were signs that said, go to Walla Walla, Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah. They're hiring. Um, Yakima, Washington, they're hiring. Yeah. 
So, you know, we need to kind of take care of some of that too. I agree. All right. We're wrapping it up. We are wrapping it up. I'm going to be <laughs> on the road. I'm excited. I'll share with you. And um, I hope this week that you enjoy your family and your mothers and have a happy Mother's Day. And yes. thanks for joining us. We we talk about what's important to us. Yeah. And come and follow we saved you a spot on Not Facebook. Not we saved you a slice. We saved you a spot. That's right. I have to think, because Mark always says we saved you a slice because he wanted it to, he wanted us I, to eat a pizza. Every time. <laughs> While we do our podcast. But uh, we love you. God bless you. We pray for y'all. And um, we'll, we'll see what happens next week if we're able to broadcast. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye.